It's great to have you back for another edition of our Uxbridge High School Spartan Podcast. Um, UHS Principal Mike Rubin, thanks for making us uh, making some time for us here as we start the uh, 23-24 school year. Very excited to get back. We'll have our students back in the building uh, in the next few days. And uh, this will be a pretty quick edition, honestly. Just wanted to get out there and say hi to folks and wish them well. And uh, certainly, uh, I guess... Give some greetings upon the start of the new year. Uh, we've had a great summer. It's been good to, to get away a little bit and uh, come back rejuvenated, refreshed, recovered, all the R words. Um, we're all fully staffed as we get ready for the start of the school year for the most part, and uh, which is more than some of our colleagues can say. We had everybody pretty much return from a year ago. The only uh, people who left were either family or geographically related, and certainly can't fault either of them for those decisions. And we're bringing back a great group of students. Uh, Very excited to see the 24 class, the class of 2024, on their way, usher them through their senior year, and welcome in the class of 28, our eighth graders. And certainly uh, a lot to be excited about as we start uh, the 23-24 school year. Earlier this week, We had an opportunity to have our business partners in as part of the internship program. Many thanks to uh, Mr. Mora, David Mora, our Dean of Students and Internship Coordinator, hosted our first ever uh, internship uh, corporate partner, industry partner breakfast. Uh, All of the community partners that were there, about 40, 50 people there, uh, hearing about some of our expectations for our students as we put them out to work, as we get them ready for life beyond high school and uh, giving them some real world experiences is a, is a huge part of what we try to accomplish at UHS every single day. So, uh, you know, having our business partners be part of that dialogue. And we're talking about folks from all kinds of businesses, public se- sector, some teachers who are supervising students, some folks at the early learning center, the middle school, intermediate school, you name it. Uh, there were people from all over and uh, really grateful. I think that was the message I was trying to convey to them is just how impressive it is to see folks take time away from their businesses and their work in the community to be part of our community and and to see that the the two are certainly not mutually exclusive and you know the other place where we saw that uh, really of late was you know really the commitment to our athletic program that's been made uh, the lights have been installed the uh, the electricity work is being done this week and we're getting closer and closer to flipping the switch, as they say, and getting us ready to go for our first night events at the turf field. Grateful for the community, grateful for uh, the public partnership uh, from so many of our parent groups and individuals uh, and businesses who donated to that. And great opportunity for our student athletes. And our student athlete year started last week. If you go to our our family website, if you go to our, our athletics uh, the Facebook page, the uh, you know, all around, really, we, we were able to have a keynote speaker come in. We've never done that before. And, and to have Eric Daddario come in, he's a former Division One college athlete who uh, suffered a really harrowing injury as a ninth grader. And to have him tell his story of resilience and the need for our community to share in the responsibility of keeping an eye out for students' mental health problems and uh, being aware of what we can do to support them is, is really, I, I think, 
was a really critical message for us to hear at this time of year. We put so much on our students and there is so many expectations of them. And we, I think we sometimes lose sight of the fact that the information that they're getting is, is so ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And, you know, the presence of things like social media and the pressures they have for moving on to post-secondary life, it's different than it was uh, certainly when I was a high school student and when many of their parents were high school students. And I'm, I'm very much excited about the way that our students uh, have you know the number of opportunities they have, not just to be successful in the field, not just to be successful as leaders, but uh, to really take care of one another, uh, take care of each other in times of, of strife and challenge. And, and we've seen that time and again from our Spartans. So Eric's message was really well considered. I, I enjoyed his talk. I think it hit home for a lot of folks. And the full content of it, about 50 minutes of that presentation, is available uh, online and streaming uh, via our YouTube channel as well. So check it out if you haven't. And finally, uh, I think one of the things that I'm you know, particularly proud of, and you know, it's it, it's hard to really talk about this, but I think it's important for people to know. I'm, I'm entering my ninth year in Uxbridge, and I recall um, I recall a meeting I had my very first year, and the conversation that I had with somebody, a couple of folks who'd come in, and I think I might have talked about this in one of our podcasts last year, was that, and I recall this conversation because somebody had asked me, how long do you think you're going to stick around? Because administrators don't stay here. And, you know, I took that to heart. I really did. I, I'm not the type of person who likes to jump around. I, I spent 11 years in my first school district. Um, I possibly might have never left there if circumstances had been different. Uh, I'm in my ninth year in Uxbridge. And, you know, I go, I go to our, our Southern Worcester County League meetings, and I am the the senior person there now. And it's kind of weird because I'm I'm still not – you know, the oldest person there, but I've been around a little bit. And there are you know, 11 other principals in the league. And, you know, I think the second most senior person is entering his fifth or sixth year. And after that, you know, it's it's a lot of folks who are in their first, second, third years as principal. And I, I wear the badge of being Uxbridge High School principal into those meetings and any meeting for that matter, pretty proudly. So, you know, after nine years, I think, you know, having now four superintendents and a whole bunch of folks that have gone in and out of, you know, the business office and folks that have worked on the town side, such as the town accountant that have changed annually. And it, it, it's been challenging. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that I'm I'm hopeful for this year is, is a little bit of continuity. And I'm starting this year with a little bit more optimism uh, just for that reason. And I'm not saying that everything is always supposed to be show ponies and unicorns because it's not. And I certainly do appreciate uh, the idea of being pushed and, and being motivated and being held accountable. All of those things are really important. But I, I'm also very heartened by the fact that really going into this school year that you know our team has remained intact at the high school. Uh, I, I really enjoy working with our superintendent. Uh, you're going to hear in a minute from our our new pupil services director. Uh, I think Dr. Dwyer has brought in a lot of resources uh, and, and, and intel intelligence to this district and people who are helping us look at teaching and learning in a really productive way. And, you know, I've heard from some of our school committee members that they, they see our mission as really, you know, trifold, if, um, to, to paraphrase them. And, 
you know, we are laser focused on student achievement. We are laser focused on wellness, both of our students and our staff. And like one of the school committee members said to said to me, is that he believes very strongly in allowing uh, good people to do the work and getting the heck out of their way. I feel the same way about teachers and educators in the classroom, but I also feel like it's important to steer the ship uh, properly. So I use a lot of nautical imagery at this time of year about getting the ship off the dock and getting us you know, on, on the right course. And I, I'm feeling very good about the course that we are going to set for, for this coming school year. And I, I really hope that folks, as they're listening to this podcast, and they hear from, you know, Ms. Toth, our new pupil services director, in a moment, that they feel the same sort of confidence and positivity uh, coming from us that I think is going to be a hallmark of the district. The other thing that I, I really want to share, and this is to tease a little bit of the the things that I think we're we're going to work on this school year, is I think it is time for us as a district and certainly as our high school, to develop a common understanding of what a graduate, a learner at Uxbridge really looks like. And I, I think there is some content that we believe is very important. I think there are durable skills that we believe are very important. And I think there are some competencies of citizenship that we believe are very important. And we're going to be enlisting the support of our families, our parents, our students, and the voice of the community, not just our staff to define that. Because ultimately, we do serve at the beck and call of a community, and we want to make sure that the Spartans we churn out meet the expectations of that very very town and space. So I'm excited. I hope you can hear it from me. I'm very, very excited for all the opportunities that 23-24 will hold. I'm even excited for the challenges. Certainly wouldn't get up and go to work every morning if it, if it weren't going to have its its share of challenges. And I know that we'll get through all of that together. So in this next segment, you're going to hear from Jen Toth. She is our new pupil services director, newly minted here in Uxbridge, starting her first year. Had a chance to sit down with her. And this has been an, uh, another edition, our first, I guess, our first school year edition of the Uxbridge High School Spartan Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And here is uh, my chat with Ms. Toth. Okay, we're welcoming you back to this uh, edition of our Uxbridge High School Spartan Podcast. And as we're trying to get back into the swing of things here in 23-24, we're going to be bringing in some different guests to talk a little bit about their roles in the Uxbridge public schools, their connection to Uxbridge High School. And uh, today we're we're talking to somebody who's new-ish to our district. Um, I guess once you've got a couple of weeks under your uh, under your hood, and some miles on those tires, you're you're start, starting to become a veteran, they say, at Central <laughs> Office. Uh, and that would be Jennifer Toth. She's our new director of pupil services. And uh, Jennifer comes to us um, from up at the Harvard Public Schools um, and has a lot of experience that she'll talk about here, uh, not just in the world of special education and student services, but as a school administrator and educator. And so, Jen, thanks for taking a few minutes out of what I'm sure is a very busy time of year. Well, I would uh, I first thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to uh, be part of your podcast. I hear it's um, a very popular venue for getting information. And um, yes, I it's very busy, but um, I imagine that over in your building, everybody's getting ready for the start of the school year. And um, just seeing students on the fields and coming into your buildings and getting to meet people, uh, you, you tend to feel more like it's home um, every day that you're in the district. So I appreciate the opportunity to sit and chat with you. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of folks out there wonder, you know, first of all, what what draws someone to 
not only the 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 role in in Uxbridge, but the role itself. I mean, it's so all encompassing. And people talk about student services. Some people get get that term and 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 maybe think, well, it's just special education, but it is so so much more. Um, for the for the layperson out there listening who maybe has never had any uh, you know acquaintance with the IEP process or special education, what what do you do? I mean, how how could you sum it up in? Oh, I don't know, under an hour. <laughs> like an elevator speech of sorts for yeah. special education. What do services? you do? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I think uh, the role of a pupil services director could be best summed up as anything that supports the learning of diverse learners um, or provides greater access and opportunity in um, collaboration with building principals and other district leaders. Um, so pupil services at one point or another, mo the most common term is often the director of special education. But um, I work with the 504 teams at each of the buildings, uh, support uh, students in transitional housing or experiencing homelessness, uh, working collaboratively with members of the team on uh, students with um, language acquisition needs or language and translation related needs, um, as well as working with families and um, with the educational teams at each of the buildings that support students who have difficulty or challenges associated with uh, meeting success in achievement or in uh, making gains in uh, being a more global citizen and student uh, within both Uxbridge and then later in the greater community. Given that the job I think has changed. I mean, you know, from when I started um, as an educator um, and as an English teacher to even the last few years, um, when we're talking about things like homeless students and English language learners and the m medical needs that are, are coming into the buildings every single day, uh, the challenges are often seen I think for communities in in the rising costs of of educating students, and mm -hmm. without necessarily an understanding of what's behind that, and I think one of the things that you know you bring to the table are are just this this diversity of program that that students really need uh, to meet their needs. And as you as you've gotten acquainted here in Uxbridge so far, I mean, we have a lot of resources for students. What are what are you identifying as things that you really want to dive you know kind of dive your, sink your teeth into and places mm -hmm. that you think are, you know, this is my wheelhouse. These are some things that I really feel like coming to Uxbridge, I can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Well, first, you're absolutely right. The um, the depth and breadth of programming in the Uxbridge Public Schools is one of the main attractions to uh, my coming in the first place. Um, leaving a very small district with small preschool settings and very few in-district programs for students um, to be able to uh, be educated with their um, their peers in the public schools and in their school community, I think is a big piece um, of what attracted me to Uxbridge. Um, but just as importantly, I did almost all of my teaching and leadership uh, experience comes from Southern Worcester County. So um, what brought, what really uh, fires me up and makes me really excited to come to work every day first is the expansion of the preschool program um, at the Taft Elementary School and the opportunities that that brings for bringing more students into their community schools um, starting at the age of three. And really looking at how do we work with families who, for some, um, they've had limited exposure to social experiences and or connections with their school or their, um, their community neighbors in terms of 
building social relationships and supportive educational relationships um, because of the the school closures that happened a while back. And um, some of our three and four-year-old students were born during that time period and are now for the very first time experiencing opportunities to be with others um, in their peer groups. And that, that presents with some unique challenges. I think on the other end, some of the programs that are offered at the Uxbridge High School that have some accessibility opportunities for students with learning needs or, or needs for support, uh, whether it's um, working with a supportive adult or having some modifications to the curriculum. Uh, some of the, the programs that you have at the high school really allow for students to get a, a college or career um, experience or an opportunity to kind of see what's out there for them and really engage more effectively with some of those either soft skills or developing skills that are necessary for being a stronger community member in the future. So not just achievement academically, but success independently or collaboratively to be a part of their school community or their their the Exbridge community after graduation. So um, those are the areas where I hope to to jump into because there's pre-existing programs that just maybe need some fine tuning or some um, a different lens, a, a person with a, a new perspective to just add to that and build that um, for all students. Well, I think one thing that's consistent when we talk about students with some diverse learning needs is often the 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 tension that comes with families. I mean, I think it's, mm-hmm. let's call it what it is. I mean, sometimes families hear the words learning disabilities. They go back to, you know, maybe the experiences they had of kids in like the other room and they, you know, and I'm making little, people are listening, I'm making the little hand rabbits, uh, the, mm-hmm. you know, quotes around that. Um, there's a tension around it. There's a tension around it being exclusive and not inclusive. And I think sometimes parents are anxious. I mean, for lack of a better word, they are anxious about what it means for long-term opportunities for their students. And that's something that we try to, you know, really, you know, deal with, I think you mentioned and with our with our work here at the high school. But I think on a on a pre-K through 22, I mean, ultimately you use the word independence. That, that's a goal of us all. Partnering with parents, partnering with families, we're not just educating the needs of the kids, we're educating the families too. And um, it's been my experience that that is probably one of the things that people in your role, people in, um, you know, the liaison role, maybe spend half their time doing is, is working with families on understanding what different learning needs can translate to. And there's a whole range of things. And I, I, I really think maybe with uh, maybe the, over the, the last couple of years, some interruptions, some lack of continuity, even in in your role, that's been mm-hmm. a challenge. And I, I I don't think I'd be doing you justice without giving you an opportunity to say, hey, this this is where we see parents as part of the pro, uh, process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, parents are our partners. They are their their children's first teachers. Um, from you know the point at which they enter school, they've already had some significant exposure to things um, in terms of you know how to do certain things or what areas of need their students might have, and so they come with a wealth of knowledge prior to the age of three uh, on where their students are in terms of what what skill development they have or what they might need in order to be successful in groups with their peers. So. Um, I always look to the parents to give us the information about their children. We may be educational experts and we may know how to reach the needs of students because they present with certain challenges or disabilities or unknowns that um, are presenting with some difficulty or some struggle, but they are the expert in their children and how to approach them and build the rapport that gains 
trust. And if their children trust us and the parents see us as being collaborative, I do believe that there is a relationship that can be built that will work through some of the struggle. But the other thing that I also feel we have to acknowledge is that in many cases, the first time that a parent hears that their um, children are struggling with something, it's putting a label or a name or a, a category to something that they've known for a while and just didn't know how to describe it. But it's scary when it comes from the outside or it it, it gives something a little bit more of definition that, that says, okay, now that we know what it is, how do we support the student? Um, special education or 504 planning, related services, um, all of those ways in which we help learners isn't about treating a diagnosis or um, labeling a disability. It's about helping a student meet uh, goals and uh, achieve in ways that they might not be able to without our help and assistance. And we can't do that without the families because whatever we do in school can only be successful if we can partner with the families to have common language at home or to address those things that are happening outside of school that impact school. So I want parents to know that we want to listen and we want their input. And if we don't agree, let's find a way to meet in the middle. So maybe just one last thing before we let you go. If you were to, you know, say, hey, look, you know, 90 days, six months down the road, this is where I'd hope to be. We're, you know, this is something actually we're doing with our faculty uh, on mm-hmm. the first day of school. And um, maybe by the time this airs, that day will have already passed. But um, <laughs> we're doing a little bit of back to the future work. So if you were to look at, you know, six months from now, you and have six months from now, you, you know, April, May 24, you be mm-hmm. talking to. September, August 23 version of you, what mm-hmm. what would you be hoping that person would be telling the other about what he what what she's accomplished? Um geez, that's a really great question. I think uh probably the most important one is that um I've been able to make connections both within the community and with the parents. Um the the district CPAC is in a really important uh, advisory group to special education, but to people services as well. And I do feel that one of the greatest things that I could do for the community is is to uh, provide a message of of hope, of stability, and of assurance that uh, we're going to work collaboratively to um, to to do what's best for students. And that means being visible. That means being present in buildings. That means being available to families. Um, it means knowing that, you know, that students' lives exist outside of school and being able to take those into account and being able to be um, ready to talk about those things too. What does that look like for the families and the students? So I think the six months from now, me would be saying, uh, did you get enough information to be able to make some good decisions moving forward? And how collaborative have you been? Um, And talking about those opportunities to bring families in, members of our school and community in to make good, positive, solid, sustainable change. Jen, I appreciate you taking a few minutes for us. And um, we look forward to, I look forward to working with you this year. I know a lot of our parents and families will be getting to know you, as will our staff and students over the next few months. So uh, I'll let you get back to whatever it is you're getting getting through over there. I'm sure there's a, a pile of paperwork that I wouldn't understand. <laughs> there may be, but I would. I love the opportunity and thank you. I will always make time to, to be able to talk um, and to share information. So Mike, thank you again for your uh, your opportunity here. And I look forward to coming back sometime and talking more. All right. Thanks, Jen. Yeah.